Come on, man. You're becoming a bit of a bore. I'm so fucking sick of him bitching about the Chappelle show. And you know what? Meanwhile, I was like, yeah, dude, you signed a contract, then quit. Uh, Comedy Central can do pretty much whatever they want with it now. I mean, get over it. And you know what? He probably would get over it if he wasn't fucking high all the time. I know people like him. They, they're high all the time, and they just have no perception of life. I mean, he's fixated on the Chappelle show. I, by the way, I've never seen an episode. I don't know what's so great about it. It's like, come on, man. It is, your stand-up isn't that important. Sit down for a minute. Uh, you know, and now he's just droning. On, you know, he's going to become Bill Cosby in five years, I'm afraid. Don't have a drink with him. <laughs> Much better than a tweet. Come on, that was funny. You might have to throw him off. <laughs> I mean, he's basically saying that Chappelle is so high that he's lost it, that he's not, you know, he's just... That's why he's stuck on this one thing, because he's high all the time. Yeah, you're calling him like, oh, he's one of those lazy comics that all he talks about is the Chappelle show. The guy's so fucking brilliant. Come on. Come on. How many times have I said I I love him? I think he is brilliant. But this thing with the Chappelle show that he's gotten stuck on lately, he does a 20-minute act on it. Look it up. It's on YouTube. And it's just the saga of the Chappelle show. Now everybody screwed him over, and now they're doing the right thing. It's like, who, like, dude, who cares? Like, I have to be honest about one. Th- I have to be honest about one thing. I've never even seen the Chappelle show. I don't. I don't know anyone who did. You watch? That? I've watched I, a couple of episodes. I did not watch it when it was on. The it's Chappelle really show funny. is great. It's yeah. very, I mean, very that's funny. why I think. It, I think it's funny that Ralph is shitting on a show by a guy he loves that he's never bothered to watch. Right. But it's enough of hearing about it. He quit the show. He walked away. And it's everybody else's fault now. Like, this that place is- can't air it. That place can't air it. He signed a contract and he walked away. And it's like, it's everybody else's fault but his. Well, there's hmm. one thing you won't ever have a problem with. You're never signing a contract. <laughs> hey, but maybe maybe Ralph's got some sort of point there. It's like, no, yeah, he I know doesn't. Going- he has no point. You no. watch a comedian... You can't decide what he's supposed to be saying to you or what he decides to talk about. No, but Ralph's saying he's bitching. He's saying that he thinks that, you know, Chappelle's bitching about, like, hey, you know, Comedy Central has the Chappelle show and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah. He actually wasn't bitching about it. He was thanking the audience for getting him what he deserved. He said it was the people. What? He's been complaining about that this this last show he told the saga of it and he thanked the people for he thanked the people for not watching it or something and I'm like yeah I'm one of those people who's not watching it but <laughs> he, 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 he's been he said he said these people make me feel bad it was Netflix it was HBO it was Comedy Central it was the the laundry list of all the people who screwed him over except Dave Chappelle who walked away from his own show have and you Lord ever heard of uh, did you did you like Prince music. Yeah, some of it. And and Prince had a problem with everybody. That just happens sometimes. Okay. Part of being anyway, an artist. Cares. Thank yeah, you, Ralph. Cares. Yeah, really. And if All Chappelle know- wants to talk about that, he, you know, you can't get that without the other stuff he does. Hey. All I know is Ralph called in and said that stump the buoy was too easy and couldn't answer one question. So I don't know what. Yeah, he's our rant should be Ralph should shut his mouth about John and Gary competing against each other. Well, uh, boys, the uh, game is over. Thank you for playing. How do you feel? And... <laughs> do you Are you feel? okay? With... Uh, I got to get out of this game. Um, <laughs> by the way, I just thought I'd mention this on today's show because I thought it was kind of funny that. First of all, that, you know. 
Oprah did this interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Oh, and there's more people are getting fired and people are, you know, all the talk is off the air. You know it's what? Like, it's funny yeah. because everybody, you know, like everybody was told to watch the show because it was going to be what everybody was talking about. But then everybody who's talked about it has been fired or had to walk off their show yeah, or right. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable, but it's this is kind of this is kind of great. Uh, and I'll try to explain this as best I can because I don't really fully understand it. So I say it with that caveat. But Prince Harry just got a new job. He was hired as listen to this title and tell me if you know anybody else in this field of work. Prince Harry was hired as the chief impact officer of Better Up, a coaching and mental health firm. What? Uh, the Yeah. The Wall Street Journal under- says. There's a title called what? Chief Impact chief, Officer? Chief Impact Officer. The Wall Street Journal says Prince Harry is expected to have input in product strategy and charitable contributions. And will be a public advocate for the company. He will not manage any employees, nor will he report to anyone directly. Harry says he intends to help create impact in people's lives. Uh, it sounds to me like he's head of bullshit. Like, it yeah. sounds like a job like Ralph would want. Like, hey, I'm just going to walk in, I'll give some thoughts, and then I'll leave. And then you guys can go with my thoughts. How much does this job pay? Did anybody That's, say? It doesn't say. But, <laughs> and, and he's complaining about being a prince. Look at this. Well, Head essentially, he he had a job created for him. Yeah. Just like that royal family created a job for him. Exactly. What a great life he's having, where he's the born com- and people just want him to work for them. The company Better Up offers virtual life coaches to their users. I don't know what the fuck that is. They claim to help their users reduce their stress, improve their focus, gain team agility. This guy hasn't had a job. How's he do? How's he know how to increase your productivity and team agility? No, you know what he's going to be. He's like the figurehead, like the queen. He shows up. People show up to meet him. They give money to be around him. So he'll be the guy who helps them raise money. Yeah, probably. Which is he- what he was doing for them. But he's the last guy who knows anything about jobs and how to reduce stress and how to impact Well, they actually job. said he won't be running anything. He won't have any contact with people who work for them or anything. He can just sit at home, basically, until they call him out for a party. The Wall Street Journal says the title of chief impact officer is relatively rare in the corporate world, as in no one's ever heard of this before. That's right. It's like the first time. Yeah. And from what I can gather, like you have no boss, you have no employees, you just kind of float around with no real responsibilities, which sounds right up my alley. I like that. And it sounds like the same job he left in England. You float around. It's going to parties and opening things. The weird thing is when I was watching that Oprah interview, he looked pretty fucking depressed. He looked like a guy who needs a life coach. Now he shouldn't be representing life coaches. I mean, yeah, I think he, yeah, he's talked about his depression before and been open about his his issues. Uh, I hope they don't put too much pressure on him. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he it's might better that he's just the impact officer. Oh, this is kind of cool. On my phone is both of them. This is uh, Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry who want to say hello to us. And let me ask mm-hmm. them a couple of questions. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, guys. Uh, hey, Royal Highness. What's up? 
Hi, Howard. Hello. You're picking oh. on me, I hear. No, not picking on you. I'm just curious. A couple of questions, okay? All right. I'm curious. Like, uh, like after the Oprah interview, I was watching that, and you're saying you got zero financial help from the monarchy? Like, you got completely cut off? Yeah. We were totally cut off. All we had to survive was the $30 million we were given and a $2.3 million yearly payment from my father's hedge fund. Well, oh, my from where goodness. We, you no. can probably not pay your bills. And the money <laughs> Megan makes from her elephant voiceovers and our overall deal with Netflix to produce documentary scripted series and children's programs. Yeah, and that's it. That's all the money you guys have. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Megan, nice and to meet Canada. you. Uh, Megan, in the interview, it sounded hey, like Howard. you were... Uh, hi. It sounded like you were really unhappy from the beginning. Yeah, everyone was just like, Meghan Markle, curse me for the queen. Meghan Markle, you can't come down the aisle to I get knocked down, but I get up again. And I'm just like, the song's called Tub Thumping, you Riri. Yeah, I'll tell you, Robin and I heard say, it. I can't uh, make out what she's saying. She's not saying anything important, and it's hard to oh, hear her, okay. but but that's being <laughs> royal. You don't have to. It's just the idea that we have them on the phone is important. I the see. connection is irrelevant. <laughs> so far, they've said they're scraping Sorry, by. That's much better. Um, I was saying that Robin and I were jealous of the royal life. Even my wife and I, we were like, we were like, man, I think you really blew a good thing. No, it's so bad. We would rather stay here in the ghetto, living next door to Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry, than go back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what 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 was so oh. bad about being? What was so bad about being like monarchy? Well, they wanted me to do charity work, and I'm just like, I'm not going to spend my life handing out sandwiches to like kids in Mumbai, whatever. I'm sorry. All right. Well. What do well. you want to do? Yeah. I just, well, I wanted to be an actress, and so I went to be a princess, and I got the fame and stuff, and now I want to come back to Hollywood. I was here to get famous, and then I did it, and now I'm back. <laughs> By the way, these two are so broke, they have a shitty phone. You don't even know what they're saying. Yeah, you think mean, they'd have the best lines. Do you guys think you could afford really. a good phone? I, I don't know. I, I think we got the regular one. We get things brought to us, you know. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, Megan? Like you said to Oprah that you never knew who Prince Harry was. You're telling me you never Googled Prince Harry? No, I swear on the Queen's life, I did not know who he was. I, I thought I was just pity fucking a ginger. Right. Huh. And, and the biggest controversy from that Oprah interview was that uh, someone in the monarchy, you didn't say who, was worried about the, you know, the color of your child. Uh, w w do me a favor and reveal right now who said that. Well, I think if I said who said it, it would be damaging to the person who said it. So instead, I think I'm going to not say who said it, so it's damaging to all of them. Does that make sense? <laughs> and I can't say, I can't say who it is. Because Uncle Andrew's already in enough trouble for being a bit of a kiddie fiddler. I think you just admitted that it's Prince Andrew. Howard, 
Did you ever notice white people grow up in castles and black women of color must eke out a living doing bit parts in legal dramas on the USA network? It's not fair. It wasn't a bit part. I played Rachel Zane. She's a senior paralegal. It didn't have too many lines, though, isn't it? You are the product of a thousand years of cousin fucking. Hey, be nice. When you talk, right. it literally evaporates the moisture in my vagina. All right, you. Two. I don't think this Get- is going to last very long. <laughs> yeah. I think this interview might last longer. Some fucking interview I just did. <laughs> wow. Hey, so you'll like this. Let me get to this because I know that we're going to run out of time and or, or run out of energy, and we'll never get to it. But What's we that? did a we did a fun thing. You know, before Sal started working here, he was a stockbroker, and we always are marveling at the fact that he was handling other people's money and advising them. (laughs) And we said, you know, Sal, honestly, none of us believe you have any ability. In fact, if we, if we put you up in stock picking against Wendy, the slow adult, I think Wendy has got a good shot at beating you. And he's like, Oh no, I know what I'm doing. I I really, I was really good as a stockbroker. I had some good years. He's really going to pick stock. He's really going to. Yeah. Tell us what stocks to buy or are we putting yeah. money on this or are we just going to watch the stocks? Well, what's happening is we gave a list of stocks and then we, we did it like when they do the draft, you know, in the in the NBA or something. We go, we go, uh, all right, Sal, you pick. Wendy, you pick. Sal, you pick. And then we're going to monitor and see after a couple of months who's doing better. Well, Wendy or Sal? Really- well, Sal stock picking. You guys have picked the stocks and he's just going to. If, if, if Sal picked the stocks completely, we, I don't think he'd get one right. I think he'd lose completely. That would be great. I think Wendy could make more money. I think Wendy's going to make more money, yes. but we'll see. Yes. But anyway. Yes. Um, so anyway, before the contest, we had Wolfie do a little pregame show where he interview Sal about his strategy for picking stocks. Take a listen. Okay. My strategy to beat Wendy is diversification. I'm going to pull from different sectors, leading companies within their sectors, leading food company, leading tech company, the leaders, the biggest and the best, the ones that have outperformed uh, the market. How confident are you that you can beat Wendy in a stock pick challenge? Well, I was a stockbroker for 10 years and also an investment advisor. I think I know stocks pretty well based on past experience. So I would say I am extremely confident I could beat Wendy. If for some reason you lose to Wendy, what do you think would be the main reason? If I lose to Wendy, it would be pure luck. You know, that's the thing about the stock. Just when you think everything's going great, it could turn on you at the drop of a hat. So Sal already making... good, why doesn't he... Have money in the stock market. Please. If Sal can't beat Wendy, you know, he's already kind of like, yeah, it'll be pure luck. But Come on. Stop it. But he was a stock picker in the stock market, and he doesn't have any money in it. It's because he doesn't have any money. <laughs> Wolfie then gave Wendy a brief tutorial on the stock market because we had to, like, kind of fill right, her in tell what her was what going on. Right, what was doing, yeah. That's right. Wendy, what can you tell me about the stock market? I don't know anything about the stock market. Stocks are small parts or units of ownership of a company. So explain it back to me. What what did I just explain to you? Uh, uh, too much uh, information. So explain to me, what is a stock? A uh, company or something. 
a person <laughs> that buys stocks in a company is known as a shareholder. So if you own stock in McDonald's, you are now a McDonald's shareholder. So, Wendy, what is a shareholder? Uh, where you drink from? In your own words, what is a stock? A stock where you stock things. What are some things that you stock? Cans uh, of stuff. Stocks are small parts of ownership of a company. They're little pieces of a company that you can own. So, Wendy, what is a stock? I mean, small parts of, of a company. Yes, you got it. You got it. <laughs> if you own stocks in a company like Walmart, you're a Walmart shareholder. What is a shareholder? Own part of company. You got it, Wendy. Do you have a better understanding now of what the stock market is? Kind of, but I will forget. Yeah, well... It was really important to us that Wendy understand because, you know, we want to give her a shot at this and we want her to I don't to, even think Sal could have passed those, uh, answered those questions. <laughs> no, I, as you as you heard, it could be anyone's game. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sal doesn't know any more about it than Wendy does. But Wolfie spent a good 40 minutes making sure that Wendy understood right. what we were doing. And, and trust me, I don't want to embarrass him, but Wolfie had to do the same thing with Sal. For like 40 minutes <laughs> well that's what i'm saying i don't think he could have answered those questions on his own absolutely not absolutely not <laughs> anyway uh so a few days later the game began wendy and sal were presented with 11 of the world's leading businesses on a board and they chose from the following stocks here's what they had to choose from amazon netflix domino's pizza target gamestop disney pepsi walmart wendy's Apple and McDonald's and uh, Wendy and Sal alternated turns. Picking, okay. Yeah. And they each got uh, four companies. They each invested $25,000 in play money. Okay. And, uh, you know, and then we'll figure out uh, who wins at the end of this. And then we couldn't, and we also figured it couldn't hurt to have a disclaimer for our audience in case somebody's taking this seriously. The views and opinions expressed by these two slow adults as pertaining to finance, investment advice, and market research are solely those of the two participants and do not reflect the views of the Howard Stern Show, SiriusXM Pandora, or anyone of average intelligence. Yeah, that means if any of you dummies out there lose all your money, you can't blame it on us. That's right. You're playing the game on your own. That's right. So we got Wendy and Sal together on Zoom to announce their picks, and here they are making their first picks. We were pretty excited okay. about this. Here we go. What will be your number one draft pick? Disney World. So, Sal, what do you think of Wendy's first pick of Disney World? Well, Wendy, I love you, but that was a horrible pick. Horrible. There's a pandemic I going shut on. shut the fuck up, Sal. You don't know jack shit. I do know that there's a pandemic going on, and nobody in their right mind would be going to an amusement park filled with people. And you're just awesome because there are people going into this thing. We're all stupid. Sal, what is your first pick? My first pick, Wolfie, will be Amazon. I choose Amazon because whether there's a pandemic or not, it's a proven company with phenomenal sales, consistent growth, and a proven chart record. Wendy, do you think Sal taking Amazon was a wise pick? Uh, no, because he's stupid and retarded. Right. This is thrilling. I, I honestly, during this, when I, when I first heard it, I felt like I was on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. It was so awesome. <laughs> But, you know, I was, you know, look, I don't want to get too serious about this, but Disney also owns 
like Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, ESPN, their new streaming service, Disney Plus has Look. close to 100 million subscribers and is now a first serious competitor to Netflix. So, I mean, you know, First he's yelling all, at Wendy. Disney did go down during the start of the pandemic, but because of the streaming service, the streaming service is doing so well, Howard, it lifted this whole company without its movies and movie theaters, without its parks, without its cruises, and without its hotels. So, so once all of that opens, Wendy is probably going to have a windfall. Wow. Yes. Robin's saying already Wendy is doing better than Sal. We haven't Disney even gotten to the rest. Disney is a great reopening pick. Well, you'll like the rest of this then. Wendy and Sal made their second selection, Robin. Listen carefully. This is exciting, is it not? Yes, it is. Wendy, what will be your number two pick? My number two pick will be Pepsi because I drink uh, Mountain Dew and Pepsi. Does Pepsi manufacture Mountain Dew? Yep. Yep. I think it's a an okay selection. In my opinion, it's a slow mover. But uh, short term, you made a big mistake, Wendy. Oh, shut up, bitch. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you douchebag. Sal, oh, which stop will you choose with your second pick? And that pick will be Netflix. A lot of people are at home. Um, a lot of movies now are being released directly on Netflix. Hey, shut up. You don't know jack shit, Sal. You're a douchebag loser. Sal doesn't know what uh, stock is. Explain to Sal what stock is, Wendy. Stock is a company where you do a lot of business. What was that, Wendy? Stock is where you do a lot of business. (laughs) Well, I actually like Wendy's thoughts here because... The Pepsi company owns a whole bunch of brands. They own Quaker Oats. You know, they diversified, so they have Tropicana. They own a ton of snack foods. Gatorade, uh, Frito-Lay, a lot of cereals and stuff. And they did very well during the pandemic, while strictly beverage companies did not. So, so far you're saying that Wendy's got a good shot here. Wendy's on to something. Netflix is getting so afraid of Disney. That they are now going after people who have shared their uh, ID, their password, with other people. They are now trying to to lock down the few subscribers they still have. And Mm. uh, the other thing that Sal doesn't take into consideration is Netflix actually has to create or buy its content. Disney is sitting on the mother load. All I can say is that as of 9.55 a.m. this morning, Netflix is Sal's worst performing stock. So maybe you know something, Robin. Netflix is having trouble already. (laughs) Wow. What you're saying is Wendy is, uh, you're very impressed with Wendy. Wendy's picking well. She's picking very well. I don't mean to talk about your personal finances, but Robin just invested a half a million dollars with Wendy as uh, her (laughs) stockbroker. That's how, that's how committed she is. That's right. I'm letting her manage my money. That's right. <laughs>
All right, then we asked Wendy for her third pick. Here we go, if you're playing along still at Walmart. home. Walmart. Walmart is a heavy hitter. Wendy, why did you decide to take Walmart? Because I shop at Walmart. <laughs> Sal, Wendy just took Walmart off of the board. What do you think of that choice? I'm impressed with that pick, Wendy. I have to give you a little credit there. Walmart's a good company. It won't be enough to beat me. Jackass, you don't know a damn thing. Walmart is off the board. Who will you choose with your next pick? You know what? I'm going to go head-to-head with Wendy. She picked Walmart. I'm going to pick a, a retail consumer as well that I think will do better than Walmart. I'm going with Target. Don't shop at Target because Target's too expensive. He doesn't know the hell he's doing. Well, slow adults love Walmart, we've learned. and Oh, yes. Wendy's yeah. there all the time. At and least Wendy's the... putting her money where she goes and spends money. Which is a good she goes and just uh, and, and begs outside the and front begs, of the store. And begs, and then she goes into the store, and at least she hits the snack bar. Right. <laughs> I would say well, those two picks are a wash, Target and Walmart. Okay, fair enough. It was time for the final pick, but there was some confusion when Wendy saw the Apple logo on the board. Listen in. Uh, Wendy, which company will you select with your last pick? I'll select Applebee's. All right, so Wendy, <laughs> just so you know, this is Apple Computers, not Applebee's the restaurant. Please confirm, are you taking Apple Computers off the board? Um, I'll, uh, I'll choose um, Wendy's. Wendy, why did you choose Wendy's the restaurant? Because I love their Dave single and their chili. What's your last <laughs> pick, Sal? I'm going to take a big risk here, and without risk, there is not reward. I'm going to add GameStop to my portfolio. <gasps> Wendy, what do you oh think about God. that? Sal chooses GameStop last. Uh, good luck, douchebag. Sal's a loser. <laughs> well, how will you feel when this loser beats you? Wouldn't that make you a bigger loser? Uh, no. That'll make me the winner and you the douchebag loser that cannot get any pussy. Oh. Wow. There's a lot wow. of trash talk in this one. Yeah. I didn't know Wendy was so good at trash talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Putting Sal into the ground. <laughs> All right. Let me review so far. Sal chose Amazon, Netflix, Target, and GameStop. Wendy chose Disney, Pepsi, Walmart, and Wendy's. And then um, Wendy had some really harsh parting words for Sal. She's taking this very seriously. Wendy, you're sitting there with your arms crossed, looking super confident. Why are you feeling so confident? Because I know I got the right decision because Sal doesn't know jack crap. (laughs) (laughs) What is more important to you? Winning that cash prize or kicking Sal's ass? Kicking Sal's ass. I will kick your ass even if I'm still in the wheelchair, dumbass. Whoa, Wendy, what the hell? Sal's a a loser retard that doesn't know a chat damn thing. Wendy, I say good luck. You're going to need it because I'm going to whip your butt. I'll go whip your ass, douchebag, so take that. Man, I tell you. Amazing. I love her confidence. I would trade half my brain for Wendy's confidence. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But by the way, uh, as of uh, 9.55 this morning, GameStop is Sal's best performing stock. GameStop 
market value increased from four and a half billion to twenty seven billion in a matter of days. Yes, it's but again that's with the those. Robin Hood stock that just goes bouncing up and down because people are speculating with it. And uh the actual value of the company is rated around fourteen dollars a share. I will tell you this South's portfolio has been a roller coaster. Of course, because of GameStop, by the end of the first day, Sal was down $6,000. At one point, he was up 24000 Wendy has remained pretty even so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of Friday, the market closing, Sal was up $9,114.68. Wendy was up $688.89. So it's really kind of everyone's game, anyone's game, depending probably yeah. on GameStop. Yeah. But the, and we're going to continue to track their stock portfolios over the next three months. Yes. And the person that grows the value of their portfolio the most will be named the winner of the competition. So, of course, uh, stay tuned. Well, Wendy survived that cough of hers. Uh, that's the problem. Will she be there at the end? <laughs> Robin, I have an important announcement. Uh, there's a very famous actor on our phone. For real, not not one of these uh, voice impressionists. Uh, this man has accomplished more in acting than, than the most. He, uh, he, he Listen, usually we just say one name. Rappaport, but here he is. Michael Rappaport <laughs> wants to uh, say hello to you and me. Yes, Michael. Hey guys, how you doing? Great show. Right. Thank uh, you. Great week. Uh, glad you're back. Um, hey, are you planning on having any more guests booked this year? Sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Are, are, I got are you, you don't sure I? you're going to have guests? You you, you are going to have guests because you would think you would think that your head producer, Gorilla Lip Gary. <laughs> would spend more time booking guests for your show, okay? Because this fucking guy, he, he, should be, he should be suspended. It's hard to book guests when you're resting on a beanbag chair all day. It's hard to book <laughs> guests when you're studying for Stump to buoy and you still lose that. How much, how much can, he's like the Joe Frazier of gorillas. How much fucking abuse, how much punching can one man Take Howard. Let me say I, something, I Michael. Ask, Let me say something. Guess? Let me say something. Okay. Gary okay. took a Gary took a big loss today. He took a beating. Yeah, don't uh, you kick know. him today. I mean, the guy had a, a oh, tough no, morning. He's going to get it today. He's going to get it today. He's going to get it next week. He's lucky it's Wednesday. <laughs> He'd get it the rest of the fucking week. He should hold his head in shame. You know, Gary. People it, have lost uh, their jobs during the pandemic, and it it disgusts me. That he's collecting a paycheck by doing absolutely, positively nothing. Michael, I will tell you this. I will will tell you this. And this is a true story. Gary will back me up on this. Uh, The other day, Tom Cruise's uh, representative called our show to book himself on the show. And Gary was stuck in his beanbag chair. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he could not take the call. So you, you're right about that. I'll give you that. But um, listen, are, you're are kicking... you the sucker? Howard, <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. going to look at yourself and go, maybe I'm the sucker. Maybe you're the one. You, you're you, kicking Gary while animal. he's down, Michael. He took a big loss today. Gary, uh, yeah, you're feeling bad enough. I don't know why Michael's piling on. I, I really don't. 
I, I mean, Michael's just, he's, he's a low life piece of shit. He's low rent. He's nothing. You fucking he, You know, he, he just I'm comes, he comes on the show because he's, he's really, a, like I said, he's a glorified whack packer and he hasn't spoken to you in a month. He's fucking running out of his heroin, his oxygen. He needs constant attention. He's a barnacle and he really can't do anything on his own. He really just climbs on the backs of others. Who knows what he's you up probably to. got your fucking tooth stuck in your beanbag, you fucking animal. You're so upset. Michael, you're, 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 like the, you're like the current Sal. Like you're like the new Sal. Like you have one joke. That's a compliment. It's pretty funny. That's it, a compliment. Works. it works. The, you, you're not in any position to make any Don't you have a show? Don't you have a show to go do that's about to be canceled? You, you're you're not in any position to make any decisions on what's funny, what's smart, and what's relevant. You're lazy, okay? No, I know, I know who you are, and you're he you're really an is. He's, he's you low life piece of shit. Low life piece. Of I shit. will tell you, Michael, you, this is a little bit much. He's just an but, opportunist. But, well, you're, you're right about one thing. I know Brad Pitt called our show to book himself on the show. He wanted to talk about Angelina Jolie, but Gary was putting together a jigsaw puzzle with his wife and he couldn't take him. Couldn't be couldn't disturbed. Take couldn't be disturbed. <laughs> right. He was very close to finishing. That's right. All right. Listen, Michael. Uh, you, you, come on. I, lo- I love Gary. I love he that, took a big I, loss. Rappaport, Rappaport calls the show because he can't get booked on what, the show. We would never have him on what, as a guest. He's just a caller. You're you're uh, you're yeah, a regular caller. You're call high pitch Eric you're West Coast. A fucking filthy fucking animal, you big tooth oh, animal. Oh, new joke. There we go. New joke. Okay. All right. There we. Go. Oh my goodness. Uh, new joke. I don't know what right. sets Michael off today. He's an asshole. I don't know. He really. I don't know just, what sets just, any of us off. <laughs> he's just like he got attention the last time he did this, and now he's going to ride this. He'll call every time to make fun of me because he's really, he, you know, he's a fucking hypocritical asshole. Fuck him. All right. Oh, well, I don't want to listen. You had enough shit today. You don't need. You right. don't need him piling on. I'm, I'm done with that. It's enough. Come on, it's Gary's birthday week. What are we doing? Yes, I'm birthday. It does feel like the argument between Gary and Michael Rappaport has gotten more personal. I will say that it seems it very seems so. I don't understand what happened. It used to be, I thought, all in fun. I will read you uh, before we get out of here, Robin, and it is time to go. But I will tell you that uh, the fans have written in. They enjoyed Eric Andre yesterday. Eric Andre has a new movie coming out. He called it. He came on the show to uh, talk about his new Netflix film, Bad Trip. And the audience loved hearing uh, him on the show. Such an awesome interview. Howard and Eric have so much in common. Their high school experience, a love for Dr. Sarno. If it wasn't for Eric's huge penis, they'd be twins in that night. <laughs> to point that out. Oh, dear. Eric Andre reminds me of a young Howard Stern. It's great to hear Howard talk to him like the son he never had. I laughed pretty darn hard at that story Eric told about the barbershop incident. Fantastic appearance as always. Yes, uh, in Eric's new movie, he puts his penis in one of those uh, Chinese... Um, what do you call that? Chinese handcuffs. They yes. Call them. He put his penis in there with another guy and they walked into a barber shop and the barber tried to uh, stab. Eric. They went in looking for cigars, a cigar, a cigars, scissors. Yeah. And uh, the barber looked for a gun, couldn't find one. So he pulled a knife. <laughs> but, you know, That's it's crazy. show business. It's yeah. the best part of show business when when guns and knives are pulled on you. <laughs> 
Another killer Eric Andre interview in the books. As much as I love his Viagra stunt in the past, it was cool to get to know more about Eric and his background. The best line of the interview was when he said, quote, my dad doesn't have tits. My mom does. Home run, uh, <laughs> Eric, for Eric Andre. Okay, I remember that line. Uh, many people wrote us about Randy the pansexual. I wondered what kind of reaction that was going to get. We received a call on Tuesday from a guy named Randy in Ohio. Randy is a pansexual who is Living in the in furry, a furry community. He's in the furry community. That's right, Robin. He told us about a chloroform fantasy he was asked to participate in. The fans thought Randy was whack pack material. We received many uh, similar emails. Randy from Ohio needs to be inducted into the whack pack immediately from dragon costumes to chloroform. He will be an endless supply of gold. Maybe you're right. Maybe he will be whack pack. That's right. That's right, Robin. Hey, now, I loved hearing the crazy life of Randy the Dragon. Do I sense a new whack packer? This guy makes Jeff the Vomit Guy seem reasonable. (laughs) Howard, it's about time we started inducting some new whack packers into the group. Randy from Ohio is a triple threat, a pansexual furry who participates in death play. What more do qualifications what more qualifications do we need? I think he's qual- overqualified. <laughs> uh, finally, a lot of negativity about King of All Blacks. Sorry to say. Was King of All Blacks on the show yesterday? Yeah, King of All Blacks called in on Monday to address uh, being kicked off Twitter. Oh. The audience doesn't want it to stop there. Thank God Twitter had enough sense to ban King of All Garbage Men. Now that he's off my feed. I'm getting spoiled. I want you to ban him from your airwaves, too. Here's hoping for a Larry Free Summer. Some fans <laughs> not calling by his title King. Yes. But Larry. Yeah, a lot of negative feedback. Before the break, we received a ton of negative feedback about King of All Black's appearance where he disparaged certain vaccines. His thoughts on vaccines, uh, people thought were wacky. King ranked the vaccines and disparaged the Johnson and Johnson shot. I don't know if because you remember it's this. One shot, yeah. He was very, uh, very angry with the Johnson and Johnson. The uh, Moderna's a Bentley, the Pfizer is a S five hundred Mercedes. It's still, you know what I'm saying? We still at the we still by the golf range with the cars. Like, you know what I'm saying? But if you get the Johnson and Johnson, you going into uh, a Toyota listen let me let me clear up for people uh just because this is if you if you buy into uh what the king is saying uh don't <laughs> you want to get vaccinated whether it's pfizer moderna and i'm telling or you this johnson because, and johnson and johnson and johnson is fabulous you'll be protected anyway the fans wrote in about this king of all black statements on the vaccine were disgusting Given that these days ill-informed people tend to believe anything, I'm a pharmacist administering shots on a daily basis, and you would be aghast at some of the questions. Uh, even worse are the people who make an appointment to get their shot and fail to show up out of last-minute fears perpetrated by false information. Yeah, the, 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 the thing about the Johnson & Johnson is that they had to go through different testing than the Moderna and the um, Pfizer because they came out later, and in fact, they were found to be very effective against some of these variants and mutations. Yes, so I, yes. you know, so the king again, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, By the way, that is a big problem: people not showing up for their vaccines. And now there are lists people can get on, even if they're not 
at the age or, you know, whatever it is that they're using as criteria to screen people, they get on the list. And if people miss their appointments, they call them and say, get over here quickly, because if you get here, we can give you a vaccine. I'll give you this update. King of All Blacks received his first vaccine shot during Monday's show. After saying Moderna was the best, he ended up receiving the Pfizer one. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, come on. And uh, and despite Robin and I lecturing the king on the importance of still wearing a mask, even after receiving a vaccine, he got on Instagram and put out a message. And I thought this was crazy. Oh, and I, it's not a good message. Here you go. If I can be honest, I would have to say this. When I get the vaccine this month, I don't give a damn if I can spread it or not, as long as I can't get it. So hopefully, I don't have to wear a mask as much as I do now, after I get the vaccine. They say, oh, you better wear your mask because you still might spread it. I don't give a fuck, as long as I can't get it. That's so well, as silly. I got that part solved, I'm good. Take care. King, you know you don't mean that because you do love your family and you love people around you who are close to you. And you know you can still be a carrier. You're going to still wear your mask and we're going to get this thing under control. Well, I want you to take that back. Now, I mean, listen, I, I, listen, I put a little hot sauce on it. But what I'm saying is that I took the vaccine and I got the Pfizer. And I've I've did some research, and Pfizer's the best. So I thought Moderna <laughs> was the best. But anyway, I I swear I couldn't believe. It. I said, "Yo, I got Pfizer." So anyway, when they put that needle in my arm, I have never felt. It felt like I was Superman. I can't I can't explain the feeling, but it maybe it was mental, but it was insane. You got to do it, Howard, because now everybody over 50 could get it. Well, everybody's so got to do it. Everybody's got to do it. And, 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 but I'm saying you're spreading information. That yeah, but you is, can't uh, get it. You can't. You can't. Once you get the vaccine, I got the first shot. Did you so argue we, with them we, when they said we're giving you the Pfizer vaccine? Did you go in and say, I want Moderna? I, Did you start making a scene? Well, first of all, I was kind of strategic. Shout out to my wife. She helped me get this appointment. So I went to the whitest hospital. It's, it, I mean, it's, it ain't a, it's not a Negro in sight in no area around there. So I went to that hospital. And when I got to that hospital, people was in the way, were mostly old people. But they, everything was going good. Everything, everybody was white, a couple of Asians in there. Everything was cool. So then I hear them talking about Johnson and Johnson. Some two old ladies talking about Johnson. In my mind, I said, Johnson, I ain't come over here for this shit. Right? So when they asked me for my insurance card, I, I had Johnson Johnson on my mind. So I, when they asked my insurance card, I said, well, um, um, they looked at my insurance, blah, 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 blah. Then, then she said, I said, well, what kind of vaccine am I getting? Because I was going to do the moonwalk and get the hell out of there, right? So she said, she said, oh, you're getting the vice, Pfizer. And I said, I'm getting Pfizer? Is that, is that good? Is that, she said, oh, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're all great vaccines, sir. They so, are. And I said, I said, yeah. But I said to her, 
that I heard. I didn't. I didn't know that, but I said I heard Pfizer was the best, and she said, "Well, listen, it, it is top notch." So I said, "Then I took that, and I said I ran with it." And then they give you. This is why I want to tell all the black people in your audience and black people out there. They give and black people love this. They give you a card so you can whip it out. When somebody says something about, oh, you don't have your mask on right, or, or blah, 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 you hit them with the card. That means that you... That's right, listen, I, this is ridiculous. I, I got... He's, listen. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know it. why you're still talking to him. I don't know. I wanted to I see where he was it. going with this. But uh, you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, King called in and said that black people could not get coronavirus. He was... <laughs> you know, this is the right. guy... This who, is how... This is the information. Right. When he says he's doing research, the first right. thing he said to us was, ha, 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 black people can't get it. Right. Yeah, but now... But did you ever notice they went from... Black people not be able to get it. Not, they was the worst. Like, you know what I mean? We always get yeah, the bad. Yeah, how did that happen, King? Because you were spreading misinformation? <laughs> no, because, like, I heard that, and I was so uh, happy. All right, enough of this. That's enough. It's enough. It's being silly. No black people around, so he got... How do you know they don't have the special black vial in the back for people like you? Right. <laughs> Hey, Billy in West Virginia. What's up, man? Billy, this is Billy. They were waiting hey, on him to hit him with that good one. That's why they were waiting on the one black guy to come in to hit him with it. Right. <laughs> Nothing much, man. I was just calling in because I was calling in because Rappaport, he just has nothing to do but pick on Gary. He calls in, and it's because he don't have nothing to do. He's a black appropriation, Steve, for one. And another thing, <laughs> he just don't have nothing. He just does not have nothing to do. So he has to talk shit about Gary. I mean, somebody give him a job. Like De Niro's redheaded water baby bastard. Put him to work. <laughs> All right. And well, it, uh, look, it, it's true what you say. Uh, Michael Rappaport has it in for Gary. Uh, now, Billy, by the way, you're you're not Gary doing a like a southern accent calling in, are you? <laughs> all right, well, all right, a point well taken. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Uh, fine. I'll give I'll give Matt from Vermont the last word. Go ahead, pal. Uh, Howard, I I don't know if this is breaking news, but hearing that Michael Rappaport, famed New York City actor Michael Rappaport, is living on the West Coast. Like, give him another two weeks, and this guy's going to be talking about how great the bagels are in Los Angeles. He's so fake. Hmm. Well, I didn't know about this. What, 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 I thought Michael lives in New York. He lives in Los Angeles. What is going on here? I, did he heard, move? He's in both places. He's Gary got just, a, little, oh. tiny, a little tiny apartment in New York, but he lives in L.A. Because I oh. guess that's where the work is, whatever little uh. work he gets. Whatever. Okay. What well, yeah, yeah. Maybe Yucko can give him a call. Yucko has some voice do a, over. Do a voiceover, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Hey, uh, oh, but, if I, thank you, Matt. By the way, um, next Wednesday, I'll just give you a little, um, uh, a little, uh, what do you call it, promo. Um, Bob Odenkirk will be uh, my guest. We'll get to talk to him. You know him from Better Call Saul. But also and this Breaking movie Bad, yes. and Breaking Bad, of course. But uh, Robin and I saw his new movie, and it's so fucking good. It's um, he plays this uh, like you know, he plays basically like the guy, like a weapons expert, 
and uh you know karate and shit yeah. kills a lot of people it's like a revenge movie it's so fucking good so after but I he doesn't movie, look like the guy you would choose for that part no no but man <laughs> he kind of nails it yeah. it's like you know hey queen latifah doesn't look like the equalizer but i watch her <laughs> but the new movie is called nobody and i i don't know exactly when it's coming out but you gotta see it it's really good don't you agree Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. He's a very funny man, but yeah. boy, can he pull off drama and action. I mean, he can do anything. Yeah. Oh, the, the movie comes out on Friday. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Anyway, check it out. That's my recommendation. All right. Bye, everybody.